Hello everyone and welcome to the 25th episode of the SWW show. As I look to make, yep, I was right. I'm always right. Um, uh, whoa, 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 you, you're definitely not always right, let's start there. It's me, well, I always get to the point where I am right. <laughs> I may not be right at the beginning, but I will figure it out. Halfway through the show. Yep. But hey, I'm still right. This is this is true. Uh, I'm AJ. That's Mike. I'm sitting here with a brand new microphone and a brand new microphone arm stand. I was really hoping you'd be like, I'm sitting here with like a beer. I'm like, AJ is one thirty on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, I'm not too far off. <laughs> I'll be AJ's getting like, there pretty I'm, soon. AJ's like, I'm ten feet from a beer. Does that count? Uh, there's no beer in the office right now. Mm. So, I, I you don't have a beer fridge? Not in the office. So, so, so you know how I, I moved into this new Minnesotan place, right? So I'm getting used to the Minnesotan lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, we we have a we have an alcohol fridge in our living room, which is all of about two feet from the couch. Yeah. So, like, I'm just saying. Uh, we play Call of Duty. I, I while dropping, I can walk over there, grab one, sit back down. Oh, do I'm you just... have the Call of Duty news on here? Uh, about the tunnel system? No. Yeah, the metro. No, no. I didn't write down. I didn't write down um, how Metro Twenty Forty Eight is going to Call of Duty. That, that'd be weird news. I mean, I got to say, like, their marketing team has done very well with the Warzone. Um, you know, the seasons and stuff like that. I think better than Apex did, for sure. Oh, yeah. They're, well, I think the Call of Duty Warzone team is the best out there for the Battle Royales. Uh, Fortnite, I, like, I don't care about it, but it does pretty good about that. Especially it's good with tying it to IP. They just throw money at the problem. Yeah, no, no, that, that I will give that, like, 100%. But they're good at it because inherently they make it matter. Like the example is they did the Avengers Fortnite thing as Avengers came out. And I think my understanding is people enjoyed the Fortnite event more. Um, but like, no, they're good at like, yes, they have money to toss and that's why they could solve the problem. But it's still solving the problem. Like Apex, I forget seasons. Like Apex is a game I know still does well, but I just, I really hear less about Apex, like magnitude wise than any of the big ones. Yeah. What, you, you forgot about uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? That still exists and it still does well, apparently. But like, season eight yeah. just came out. Again, it's a, it, that's one of those games that like I'm positive it still makes the developer oodles of money, just no one cares. Well, and from the sounds of it, the uh, battlegrounds money isn't on um main hardware; it's on mobile. But that's that's the secret of all of those games. That's like. Technically, pre-Battle Royale, Call of Duty Mobile was making more money than Call of Duty on consoles. Well, that's what you get when you're the only version of the game available in the largest country on Earth. But also, like, in PUBG's case, like, my understanding was the game wasn't as good, but, like, it was PUBG. Same with, like, Fortnite, obviously. So here's a question. Do you think PUBG is doing better on phones now since Fortnite's no longer on iPhones? 
No. Because you have to remember, like... Everyone's playing Among Us. Which I still haven't played yet. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. No, you have to remember, like, worldwide, it's, what, 90% of devices are Android at this point? Uh, worldwide, yes, but I don't know Fortnite's distribution, because in America, it's much more evenly split. Yeah, but, I mean... And you have a couple, yes, 90% of Android devices, but of that 90%, how many of them are playing Fortnite? Well, but what I was going to get to is, like, Fortnite, Call of Duty, PUBG, like, all of the mobile stuff isn't big in the States. That's mm-hmm. huge in China and Japan and Southeast Asia. Like, so, and the vast majority of those countries are Android-based. No, no, that, that's true. I, iPhone is a very heavy American market. There's, there, I thought Europe had decently iPhone market, but it tends to be very American-heavy. Yeah, I don't know. It it always feels like when I talk to um, people in Western Europe that they are much more, believe it or not, Western Europe is much more open about thinking about things. Um, and, you know, so they want choices with their phones and stuff like that, so. Yeah, it also depends also, obviously, who your clientele is. Um, when it comes to a lot of stuff, like in America, like, yes, we have decently high Android usage, but they tend to be older phones, phones that aren't gamed on, like, like there's a lot of variations there, where iPhones, they much more, I, I could look at the iPhone market and have le- less users by more, likely it's a more recent phone than the average Android phone. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, though, how expensive those things have gotten. I think I think both get expensive. Like now, it's you know, like Samsung's just expensive. And you're like, why are we talking? And the well, thing is, but, I remember when the iPhone X came out and was like a thousand bucks, and that's when I went panic. And now everyone's like, only a thousand bucks for a phone. But I mean, you know, if you don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a phone, iPhone has what one option? Maybe two. Uh, yeah, I th- I think the rumor right now is the new one's going to have a better one um that's a little bit cheaper but. yeah like the eight was to the x yeah but, like i can do that either way like there's only one option if you want apple mm-hmm. there's that one phone and it's like a different storage size or something like that but whereas with android like the middle android market is so mm-hmm. flooded with amazing devices i mean when i got my phone my phone was like just under 700 bucks mm-hmm. and it's um 256 gigs of storage um 12 or 16 gigs of ram it has a 90 hertz screen it was one of the first with a 90 hertz screen like this is all stuff in that middle tier like i could have spent double the price of my phone and gotten a Note, you know, a Samsung Note, but, you know, why when I can, you know, get arguably the best phone on the market for half price? Yeah. And then I'm not stuck with dealing with Apple shit all the time. 
It works just fine. Thank you very much. It works until you need to do something that they're like, no, you can't do that. Which I probably tend to not do. Also, the mo- our iOS 14, and they're telling, they're selling them, so they're slowly making the phones more open, which is interesting. I mean, all they're doing is just adding a section to the walled garden. like. No, 100%, but it's interesting that like that's the way they're bending. It's yeah. the whole joke of like when people want something massive change, you change a little bit so they feel like you gave them something and they'll calm down. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the vast majority of the people that, you know, you or I would pay attention to about tech stuff that are big on Apple stuff, which I pay attention to almost none of them. <laughs> um, any little thing that Apple does, they see as a huge improvement. Mm-hmm. It's like, guys, my three-year-old phone has that. Like the 90 hertz screens. Like my phone was one of the first on the market with a 90 hertz screen. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They all use the same screen. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's three or four screen manufacturers. So, you know, when, you know, that was part of the thing behind the iPhone Samsung lawsuit was Samsung was like, hey, we have these screens already. But yeah, we may as well build a phone around it. And guess what? When you have one screen, you know, Every phone's gonna end up looking the same. Mm-hmm. No, no, then that—that's definitely true. Uh, but yeah, uh, jumping into stuff as we're kind of slowly entering the show. Uh, some point on the weekend of the tenth, uh, GTEx Online is happening, and I will be speaking. We do not have schedule times, any of that fun stuff yet. Uh, but keep an eye out at thegtex.com for that information and scheduling. Otherwise, that's all the stuff because the world is still closed for business as we like to say yeah. um otherwise not dubai right, dubai is open for business we, we don't live in dubai aj yeah so it's funny i was watching a thing about the, the history of the city mm-hmm. and it was like oh in 2019 they hit a uh like it was the worst year for growth since 2008 or something like that um, and you know, there's this huge, uh, real estate boondoggle going on. So I was like, okay, I'm curious. Like how much would it cost to live there? And how much? Um, it's not cheap. Like a condo. Probably. I think it was a two bedroom condo. Was just south of a million dollars. That sounds US like dollars. That sounds like San Francisco prices. San Francisco for a house. <laughs> for like a dump of a house, yeah. Um But if you wanted like a standalone house, you were looking north of four million US dollars. So actual actual question, because we'll we'll get into more of the what we play in a second here. Yeah. Why do people still live in San Francisco? Who can afford to leave? I understand, like, you're like, well, who can? The people who can afford to leave. Why are there still businesses there? And why are people not just leaving? It'll take one of the big ones to move. 
Like, at this point, the tech companies should all be like, I'm out of here. I mean, if the companies were smart, they'd move to, like, the Dakotas. Even even if you want to say we need to be in your big city because of recruiting purposes, there are so many cheaper ones. It's not even funny. They don't even need to do that anymore because everybody's working remote. No, and I agree, I agree with that. But I'm saying, but, like, worst case, you want to make that argument? Like, like, it's not that hard to find some. Yeah, I mean... I feel like there are plenty of hell. Omaha's got Google Fiber. Right, like like you could find those kind of Midwest cities. You can um, like when you start going south, obviously, like you can't do Austin's too big. Uh, you start doing even like Atlanta would be there'd be room. Like you start getting like these other hub spots, and you're like that are still so much cheaper. Yeah, and I'm like I don't understand why why all of you aren't just packing your bags, being like I I'm out of here. I imagine we'll start seeing that in 21. Like, just realistically. Like, the slow... Well, it'll start slow. Exodus of people from the Bay Area mm-hmm. that don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that are, like... You know, uh, behind-the-scenes people developers and things like that that you know they're not on camera so they don't need to be around a studio mm-hmm. I mean in the weird reality of it like if you're GameSpot right like why why not just have every position be remote save for hosts and stuff like that like like the host of the shows would have to go out mm-hmm. to a studio wherever that studio may be but i mean the infrastructure is, has been and is being built this year that will allow you to do everything else remote mm-hmm. you know there's um shit i forget the name of the service um that they're doing uh remote game demos. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you're talking about I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the service right now, but... um, You know, so you wouldn't need the people in SF to be, you know, oh, UB's coming around. You know, they just contact the UB representative mm-hmm. and, you know, play on whatever whatever um service they would be mm-hmm. using um and i mean it's got to be a hell of a lot cheaper to do that and then okay we'll fly you out for e3 because you would have to you know you got to move everybody there anyway but like i understand like there are events there which is why it's still the anchor it is and there inherently will always be a city that we an anchor in that way but like even if you just move a bunch of the companies then it just becomes cheaper period <laughs> But I mean, like, what's the event? Like, GDC? GDC's one that, yeah, I'd say. It's like, if GDC will happen in the U.S. somewhere. It's just a matter of what city. Yeah. But, like, that's the one thing sense. that's really tying them to SF. So, okay, you know, E3's in L.A. or... Um, PAX is everywhere. PAX is, you know, in Seattle and Boston. And Austin? PAX, no, PAX South is at all. It's PAX South is somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. PAX is, I don't know you. 
Um, but you know, so there's, and you know, they would have had to travel anyway cause there's no packs in SF. So no, no, that is true. Um, there's other events I feel like around there, but yeah, no, you, you are right at this point. I feel like we've moved a lot of those out of there. I mean, if they were smart, Apple would have bought a thousand acres outside of Omaha mm-hmm. to build <laughs> their new complex. Instead of however many hundred, I think it was like 150 or 200 acres in the Bay Area, which had to be, what, probably over $100 million just in real estate. No, it is wild when I look at the, or I, I was like following people who they're like, yeah, here's, here's a like housing crisis. I'm just like, are those numbers? The fun one to watch has been Brian Altano. Uh, you yeah, know, I saw he moved. He moved into renting a house now, like outside, like in the Bay Area, but like outside the city. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't afford SF, and he's been get, there. Once, once you have a kid, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, why would you put roots down in the Bay Area? Which, when you're renting, roots is a relative term, but yeah, I agree. Well, like you know, raising a family, yeah, yeah. like. No, no, like, I'm not dissing with you. I just meant, like, I think yeah. renting roots means different to me because, yeah. obviously. But SF in the Bay Area in general should be, like, a, from the tech perspective, like, just a revolving door every three or five years. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, you know, it ebbs and flows, right? So, because, I mean, really, like, what put SF on the map pre-tech? It was the art culture. It was the the hippie culture, it was it was the people that have been pushed, you know, even further north. Mm-hmm. You know, that city has completely lost its identity because, you know, the people that are, the people that are there, right, that are born and bred Bay Area people from the, well, even the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a more... They have such a more abrasive um, demeanor about them because they were surrounded by tech douchebags. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, the perfect example of it is, you know, he's passed since, um, I think it was, it was sometime mid to late last year, but Jake Phelps, the former uh, um, EIC of Thrasher Magazine. Mm-hmm was just the super, super aggressive guy if he didn't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, to all of his SF buddies, he was cool. But if you were an outsider, he treated you like an outsider. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just don't see how anybody can survive in that area. Like, it's going to be... It's going to become just billionaire douchebags. It is already. And that or no one can afford anything. Like, that's the problem. It's, there is no in-between. Yeah. Like, like yeah, again, I'm, there, I, there is a need in cities for have, like, rich people, obvious tax base yeah. and, like, other logistical reasons. The issue is when your city is, is so expensive. Yeah, like, that's the issue is when the middle class actually falls out. And it's, and, like, Country-wise speaking, the middle class is dying, but a lot of it's going to upper middle class. Actually, look at numbers. But the issue in San Francisco is it didn't even do that. It went from poor 
it or went from should... it went from a thriving middle class community that to SF that was pre- so they got bought out housing then costs went too high yeah that's the problem with that one it's not even like they, they actually probably specifically have a middle class the issue is how much that costs to live there well and i have to imagine like you know the the normal middle class sf worker that you know that family right so the dad worked the docks and the mom worked like a secretary job at an office or something like that mm-hmm. like kind of your stereotypical west coast port city middle class mm-hmm. they were probably just driven out due they to probably, oh, the story was for a while they kept going around seattle yeah which was like no, which SF, is cheaper like, like it's expensive, but it is it's it's but it's cheaper. It's bigger too. That's the benefit, right? Physically, also, yeah, yeah. But you know, so the family that was doing okay for themselves, all of a sudden, these you know, twenty-two-year-olds that get VC and have ten million dollars to buy a house. Mm-hmm. They all of a sudden buy these people out of their houses and are just paying cash because they have no financial advisor. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just going up to them, hey, here's X amount. Can I have your house? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that drives up property value and therefore property tax. And suddenly this middle class family can't afford to own the house that they have. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so they move. Well, now they can't even afford a house. So then they try to, you know, make it work in a large apartment. Now mm-hmm. that doesn't work. And it's like, you know, I feel really bad for the middle class in SF. Yeah, it is a not fun place uh so let's jump i think now we now we've we've shown ss enough let's jump into uh fun stuff so i have been playing as we talked about among us with some friends so aj how familiar are you with among us uh i'm familiar with it in the fact that one day there was no among us the next day (laughs) yeah that's accurate the I'd say the extreme vast majority of Twitch was Among Us. No, it is it is interesting in Among Us. Like if you so the whole thing was you watch it's been out for a year and a half, and then it just started picking out of nowhere. And there's a chart of like the player count. You're like, this yeah. is insane. Well, there's a chart of the player count versus like milestones of the game. Mm-hmm. Like this peak didn't happen until they basically sunsetted the game. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, there was there was an announcement from the developers, like, a month before this shit happened, that was like, the first one's done, we're going to start working on a sequel. Like, no more updates to Among Us 1. And then all of a sudden, it was like, you know, a little blip, and then it's a vertical line. I'm very curious, though, like, what happened? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but some people don't know. Among Us is a game where, uh, basically, you and a bunch of friends usually go and like basically do a bunch of simple tasks on a spaceship. So like, getting 
downloading data or clearing the air docs or stuff like that. And then the whole shtick is one of you, or at least one of you, is a, the Among Us whose job it is to try to kill everyone else. And then basically every time you do that, then the people can either get called to end the round when a dead body is found or there's an emergency button you can click. And then at the end of the round, the people who are alive vote who they think the guy who's Among Us is. And then if they get found, the Among Us loses. If they kill everyone, the Among Us wins, basically. Um, and the whole interesting thing is, uh, so like most people, I don't think the game even has voice chats. So everyone uses like Discord and stuff. So the whole technical part of the game is like during the time of the game, you're not supposed to be talking. You're only supposed to talk in the in-between rounds during the voting and only if you're alive. I was going to say, there's some sort of in-game chat. And maybe there is, but like everyone I knew was just using Discord. Yeah. But yeah, that's the whole shtick then is, so because of that is, so even though the dead person knows who the Among Us is because they got killed by them, they're not supposed to talk because obviously otherwise they didn't lose the vote. Yeah. It's a very interesting, it's a very fun party. Like, I feel like to me, like, at least right now, it's it's a very, I think it's a nice pace of a party game versus like the Jackbox games. Because it's very simple. Well, and it's like, um, you know, it's like some of the Gary's Mod game modes but you no longer have to download Gary's mod and the, you know, yeah. all the shit you, know, you need for that. And what's also nice is it has a, a free phone version or you pay $5 for a PC version, which makes it so it's now really accessible. I'm curious. So obviously there's extreme success with this. They've canceled the sequel and they're going to keep updating this one. Mm-hmm. Who is going to be the next of the... Hey, here's a Gmod game mode. Let's just make a game out of it. Yeah, I have, I have honestly no clue. That's a that's a good question. Because this is just like Trouble in Terrorist Town mm-hmm. as an actual game. And this was, I think, this is much easier to use. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's the same idea. Like, mm-hmm. there's somebody that their whole objective is to kill everyone without getting killed themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like if a round, if they, you know, if the people vote to end a round and don't get the killer, mm-hmm. does he still win? Um, what, wait, what was the question again? Like if, if they find a dead body and they vote to end the round mm-hmm. and the killer doesn't get voted... Oh, you go to the next round. Oh, okay. But they don't win, they just... Right, I think the way to... Keeps going. A, yeah, the way to win is if everyone... I think if everyone completes all of their tasks, I think uh, the... I think automatically they win anyway. Because then the whole point was that that's why they have tasks. And I be, I think there might be a round limit, but I don't. we never got that far, so it didn't matter. I feel like this is a game that I would be scarily good at. It depends. It's especially when you have friends who are smart and they go in groups, because then what happens is one of them gets killed. They immediately call the end round and they're like, "I saw the guy kill." And there's little stuff in there like you could watch like security cameras that watch hallways. So like there are ways kind of to like, or the Among Us guy can walk through events, which if you go somewhere in an event, then you know he's the guy. Or if he's in a room that he probably shouldn't be in, you know he's the guy. It's just game. 
It's just game. I I don't I don't know. I just hear uh vents just open. I wanna I, play, I wanna play Among Us and you know, Rando's Discord voice chat and just every time something happens, somebody questions me, I just get on voice chat and go, It's just game. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, he dead. The did solar system so humongous big. <laughs> like, did you kill? No, no, no. I know kill him. He, he, he just died in front of me. Why are you holding bloody knife? Mm, I don't know. It's a magic <laughs> trick. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> that's the most Joker ass magic trick right there. No, that's like Hitman. <laughs> Actually, that's true. They, why is it they not, see you? Why is it a, they see you wait. with the weapon, and you're like, "Oh, hey, funk." So, why in Hitman has there never been a magician level? Uh, contracts like, there was. Okay, was but like an actual campaign one, that feels like that could be a good campaign level. Well, Hitman contracts, that was... Those were campaign levels. That's true. I want to say it was that. There was definitely some stuff in uh, Absolution that, while not, like, magic levels, um, you know, there was some I, stuff around there. I just picture stuff like... It'd be like, you want to do stuff like you could dress up as a magician and you're trying to get one of the people in the audience who's trying to kill. Like, I could just see that level play so well. Like, at the Vegas level. I think it would be really frustrating or boring. I feel like, I feel like it'd be a lot harder to make it unique, but I feel like it'd be a very, very fun level to play. I feel like it'd be very telegraphed. Yeah. Could have to be. I that mean, they, they kind of put that into place with the... Um... You know, the new Hitman and Hitman 2 with the uh, mission stories. Mm-hmm. But you would almost go back to the 2016 Hitman mission stories that breadcrumbed you all the way to their death. Because mm-hmm. like in Hitman 2, they breadcrumb you to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to you. Whereas if the whole thing was, oh, you got to get on stage and kill the person however you want to do it like you know i feel like that would be more of the first hitman mm-hmm. um, if, uh, what else have you been playing otherwise i don't think you wrote anything else on the dock here nope uh i have hopped into the i bought uh yakuza 0 kiwami and kiwami 2 on pc right we were talking about that but we didn't do it on the podcast yeah how's that going uh no, I was playing Kiwami One on my PS4. I got it on PC now. Um, because I just want to like, I want to get to the point where I can screw around with the uh, the businesses and stuff like that that they introduced in Zero. Um, because that's stuff that I didn't do in Zero on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found the most enjoyable way to play Yakuza 0 on the PC. Uh, you fire up Cheat Engine, give your guy basically unlimited money and all the completion points in the world. Shocking. And, you know, effectively max out your character right away, or as much as you can. Well, because then it's just like, okay, you know, my whole thing is I want to get to the point where I can then do the real estate games or do the cabaret games. Like, um, you know, so a lot of this stuff I just don't care about. I mean, I've already 
play through the story. Mm-hmm. It's not like the story's any different. That's true. Otherwise, is that are you in Pokemon as the Yakuza's besides me, the usual crowd? Uh, yeah, I've just been that, and then uh, screwing around with Skater XL. Not Tony Hawk Pro Skater on uh, Epic Games Store. Oh, don't even get me started. Still not working. Of course, I thought I thought it was always worked well. So the Epic Game Store part of it, I think, works fine. So that actually the game you think's busted? Yeah, because like I can start the game and all that. It's just when it gets to the title screen, and it has you press A or enter or whatever button, it just insta crashes. Hmm. So how do you fix this word online? Or have you not been looking, dude? There's ten topics on Activision Aces <laughs> every day about. Hey, I get to the title screen and the game crashes. They're like, yeah, what's your point? And nobody can figure it out. No bueno? So, I don't know. At this point, I'm just like... Can you not return it at this point? I could, but then I'd have to deal with epic returns, (laughs) which... It's your favorite. Is about as successful as if I were to try to, you know, pull your spleen out. (laughs) <laughs> please please never do that okay. actually no I think I would have greater success removing mm-hmm. your spleen mm-hmm. than I would getting a refund from the Epic Game Store let's not test this what you don't trust me no I don't actually I mean fair game but <laughs> uh, nice uh, otherwise, I don't think for the show notes, but I'm thinking about it is, as everyone's aware, if you download Rocket League on the Epic Games Store, you get a $10 Epic credit that's good until, I think, middle of November. Uh, so anyone who does buy things on there and isn't AJ, it's at least worth doing that because it's free $10. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, I... well, so, okay, so that $10 thing, right, like, that takes the base version of Pro Skater down to 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then the deluxe down to forty. I love AJ's like. Let's, how does that work on the pro skater map? Not like what games are there that's like fifteen bucks that people want to try. Well, but <laughs> I mean that's pro skater is the game right now. Like, mm-hmm. if you were thinking about going into pro skater on the PC, download Epic Game Store, download Rocket League. You just have to launch it, right? You don't even have to... I don't have to launch it. I literally just hit, I just hit download. Oh. Uh, or a better one is Civ 6 right now is on sale for $15. Use the coupon. You said 6 for 5 bucks. I don't know if I would even pay 5 bucks for Civ 6. I 100% would. I probably Civ 6 is 100% worth 5 bucks. I think it's worth, like, still, I think it's still like 20 or 30 but... I mean, I heard the, you know, the best parts of that game were... From DLC. Okay, I have a better one than AJ. Pre-order Hitman 3 for $50 instead of $60. Fuck, that's on there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, pirates, uh, please crack Denuvo so I don't have to... <laughs> oh, please don't do that. Uh, okay, so the other game I've been playing... Well, no, uh... do it, because I will... I mean, I'll buy Hitman 3 once it's on... Anything other than Epic. You just want to play it on PC. Yeah. 
Interesting. Okay. Otherwise, I started playing um the Outer Worlds DLCs, Pearl and Gorgon. Okay, which one is? I always Outer get confused. Outer Worlds is Obsidian. That is Obsidian. It is. It is not Fallout in space. This one isn't Fallout in space. No, this is Fallout in space. Like okay. I was saying, it's not Fallout, comma, it's in space. This okay. is Fallout. This is Fallout in space. It's Obsidian team that did Fallout New Vegas. Um, it is. It is more Outer Worlds, basically, which is I think a good thing. Um, it's not going to sell anyone who didn't like the base game. Uh, but it's totally just another dark story within that world, which I'm enjoying because I enjoy that world. I will say this: not the only name confusion apparently this past few weeks. <laughs> I don't know why you say such things. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Did you put that story in there about the seven hundred percent increase for the one X sales? No, I did not. But that's funny. Uh, yeah. The other one I was thinking was apparently there's a Steam team, team game called The Last of the Us, and apparently it's been doing really well. <laughs> the and Last of the Us. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, um, a bunch of people started buying this, thinking it was the last of us. Okay, I'm gonna just look it up. Because... I think it's the last of the us. I was thinking that's right. it's something akin to that. Store. I have to see. I'll see if I can find the exact thing. Or maybe it's just the last, last of waifus. Is the first thing that comes up when I go the last of the last of. I saw it the other day. I don't see if I could find it again. No, if I do Last of Us, nothing comes up. Maybe they took it off? Okay, hold on. There's... No, that's Under Desert, the last piece of sand. Um, Well, I can just go down to... What is it? Top Sellers? New and Trending. Uh... Um, Panzer Dragoon. Sam 4. Unrailed Squad. Squad's always in the top. It's on a 25%. God, where is this? I saw it the other day. I, I have to find this. Phasmophobia, Mafia, thing. Hades, Squad, Fall Guys, Middle Earth, Near, Medieval Dark. The Walking Dead Onslaught. That's a VR game. That was apparently atrocious. My breast friend, my <laughs> breast friend Sally. Uh, send me the link to that one. We're going to get an interview. Um, oh, boy. The first thumbnail is a jacked horse as a guy. <laughs> like, it's a horse that has a human body and an extremely busty jacked cowgirl. <laughs> um, the last of the four screenshots is a extremely busty redhead with a uh, cow bikini. Mm-hmm. Um... There's Crab Champions, which appears to be a game uh, made exclusively off of that crab meme. Like, it's the exact crab in the same beach and all that. Um, Specials. Yeah, I've not seen anything about A Last of Us. Anything I don't remember. Like I was going to find it while we're talking, but I don't remember what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Otherwise, that I think is everything. Uh, AJ, have you seen any movies or anything recently? Because I think both of us left that blank because it's been weird for me. Uh, October 9th, movie theaters open up in Michigan. Woo! That's fine. No movies coming out anymore, so it doesn't really matter what they do. I know. <laughs> I heard that, and I'm like, well, 
It sucks to suck. Have fun, uh, I guess. Yeah. Otherwise, I've just been... Oh, doing... here, hold on. Do I... I don't have them up right now, but... Uh, Tenet's box office was like $3.5 million. <laughs> um, it was not. Yeah. Box office mojo. It was super low, and then like... um. Empire Strikes Back was okay. The twenty fifth to the twenty seventh, Tenant was three point four. New Mutants was one point one. I forgot New Mutants actually came out. I can believe God that movie exists. Um, Unhinged was a million. Exactly. Okay, Unhinged that might that might be its budget. To be fair, <laughs> um, it's grossed seventeen million. Uh, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back was in at number four. <laughs> sad. Number five was Infidel, which is Jim Cavazell. I don't know how you say his last name. Um, who directed it? I want to see. Like, I don't want IMDb Pro. I just want the IMDb Justin Crew. Uh, Cyrus Nowrasat, sorry, I butchered his name, last name, the director, writer, and producer on this film. Hmm. Okay. But- I don't recognize anybody on this film, and that was the number five film for the 25th to the 27th. That is uh, just scary. You you just said scary stuff. It's only available in the States, apparently. Okay, so I guess we'll do that. Let's jump into, I guess we have a bunch of film news to get through. Uh, the first one is, it's not 100% confirmed, but it's basically confirmed when you look it up. It sounds like Tom Hardy is the next James Bond. It'll be interesting. I So, on paper, I feel like, A, he's really good. And I almost feel like when we've talked about James Bond before, he's a name that either we've talked about or like we should have talked about. I don't know. I really hope this is like um, Inception Tom Hardy. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think he'd be good at that. Inception Tom Hardy, I think, would work as a bot. Because I don't want Bane Tom Bane. Hardy. Bane? <laughs> Can you imagine? He walks in. No one cared about me turning a mask. They're like, was that shaken or stirred? A mask, I tell you. No, just no the size cared. of it. The size of Tom Hardy, because Inception Tom Hardy was a normal size. You don't, you don't, again, you don't think you should have James Bond in a full suit wearing a Bane mask? I mean, that'd look incredibly stupid, but... <laughs> it would be amazing. You know for a fact, at one point they'd walk through the gadget room and there'd be like a mask. He goes, I, I mean, that would be a fun Easter egg. I don't wear a mask. You know that joke's gonna happen. That would be a really like, fun Easter It's not like Easter. fully the Bane mask, but you would know it is. Yeah, it'd be great. It's like, you know, there's always the list of gadgets they don't choose. Like, that'd be one of them. Yeah. Although, I'm trying to think, because, like, with... They may have done a thing in Casino Royale, but then they really only did the one... Um, Spectre in Skyfall, he never went back to... MI... That's true, but those... But those movies were very specific in the way they did. Yeah, so there was no, there was no chance for the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the that cheeky stuff. But for the callback, well, like this, like when you start with a new Bond, they will give us that option. I promise. 
because they I'd be curious to see who carries over. I'd be curious. Do you think what's her face, Wogan? Oh, no, she can't. She's dead. Do you think Ralph Fiennes took over as M? Do you think Ralph Fiennes? Well, that's what I meant. Oh, he's a great M. Judy Dench was too, to be fair. Like, yeah. And she was the only thing that transferred from the last one. I think she spanned three bonds. Did she really? She may have been the last. She at least spanned two bonds. I knew that. Yeah, she may. Who was the one before um, Brosnan? Uh, God, was it what's his Dalton? Sure. I think so. Um, she may have been the the M for the last Dalton movie, and then all of the Brosnan movies, and then all of the and, Craig movies. Well, not all of the Craig movies. Not the last one. Not Spectre. She's in it though, isn't she? Mm, no. She oh no, she dies Skyfall. at the end of Skyfall. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the end of Skyfall's her funeral, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think Hardy sounds like a good. I still stick with I think Angel would be good. I think Hardy for sure sounds like a good Bond to me based on what we've seen. I think I think he could do it. It'll be interesting to be the first Bond in a while that's not like a stage actor background. He's got a stage background. Does he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he just he's just such a different actor than like the other ones you could form, you could tell they had like more they just felt like they had more. Well, Hardy started as a stage actor and then he kind of became a, I think he was, his first big break was as a stunt man. I could see it. Or like a stunt double, not necessarily a stunt man, but a stunt double. Um. And then yeah, he kind of mm-hmm. became a a bigger name in the in the industry, but I mean, any time that he gets a chance to showcase his dramatic chops, he's one of the best, like, you know, what was that movie where it was, it was him playing the two main characters. I just had to pull it up because we were looking up. Yeah. He was, he was the twins or whatever. Yeah. You're talking about. Yeah. And that movie's amazing. Like legend. Yeah. It's way better than it has any right to be like, Tom, meet Hardy. <laughs> uh, other TV and film news, though, uh, this is one of the bigger ones, is Disney basically cleared out their calendar for the remaining year and pushed everyone to next year. Uh, Are so there big... no more um, Disney Plus? So this is what things? gets weird. So um, I'm pulling it up now. Uh, so Black Widow has now been pushed to May 7th. The old May 7th Marvel movie is pushed to July 9th. Uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story has been pushed an entire year to December 10th, 2021. Uh, they are keeping 20th Century Fox's death from the Nile in the December. It was originally in October. Um, Pixar's Soul is apparently still on a November 20th release day, as is uh, 20th Century's Free Guys on December 11th. But at this point, that is all that is left in this year in the Disney or 20th Century Pipeline. The other things was they pushed uh, apparently King's Man uh, up two weeks to February 12th, 2021, and they moved Marvel's Eternals all the way back to November 5th, 2021. That Eternals is going to be dog shit, right? I don't know. It's, it comes, I don't know the, like, apparently it has good actors tied to it. It's one of those heroes, I don't know Eternals. And I, there's a shot it could be a Guardians of the Galaxy, though, where people just find out what's good. I don't know. Just 
It's been delayed how many times? Like, no, not that much. It's only been delayed. Because of, no, just because of COVID. That's it. Oh, you're thinking, you're thinking, del- oh, no, you're no, thinking. Oh no, this of was the other thing. New Mutants, but yes, um, you think Eter- Eternal? No, Eternals was like delayed originally. No, it was a different thing. You're thinking. I know what you're thinking, but it's not Eternals. Then did it they was scrap th- that project that was originally? No, it was a thing that became. A, it was one that became a TV show. Is what you're thinking of. Is there a Marvel's Eternal TV show? I'm pulling up the thing that what I'm thinking of. I could have sworn it was Eternals. Like uh, I don't think it's Eternals. I know what you're talking about. I just don't know what it is. It is. I don't think it's Eternals. Like I'm pretty positive it's not Eternals. Come on, I know there's like there there's movies they announced. So I'm trying to find Inhumans. You're thinking of. And humans is a thing that was going to be dog shit they scrapped, and it and it was a series on ABC. Object. No, the thing I'm thinking of was definitely like it was announced and then almost immediately delayed. Okay, well, I think I was thinking of Inhumans when you said it. It was definitely not Eternals. Eternals. This is the first delay we've had for it that I could think of. Unless they had like a COVID one, they pushed it, but it was no actual delay. Oh. Yeah, I'm shocked. Is though. Free Guy that one that's supposed to be Ryan Reynolds' uh, GTA thing? Yeah. So people are. I think it looks interesting. It's Ryan Reynolds, so I'll probably see it. I find it interesting they're keeping Pixar's Soul on the calendar for this year. I don't even know what that. It is the one where the kids are going on a road trip. It's like Tom Holland's the main voice on it. No idea. Okay, well, I'm just shocked they're keeping a Pixar movie on the calendar. Like, it, it, this, to me, if I was going to push it next year, because apparently um, Black Widow didn't do super hot, is my understanding, on Disney+, Plus, because especially because they announced them three months later it was going to be free, so everyone's like, why would we pay for those prices? Mean Mulan? Yeah. Not Black Widow. Not Black Widow. Black Widow is what people wanted to happen, but didn't. Well, of course it didn't do great, because basically the day after it came out, you're like, oh, here's the date that it's going to be free. Which is dumb as hell. Yeah. Uh, other weird news, as we're saying superheroes, uh, apparently there's going to be a Suicide Squid called Peacemaker, starring John Cena over at HBO Max. What I find interesting is, why are they putting someone you can't see as their own TV show? Is it just going to be like a camera following a blank location? Okay, you're just looking <laughs> stupid at this point. Um, <laughs> Cena's definitely making a name for himself. Like, trying to get rid of the John Cena the wrestler right. and become John Cena the actor. It is definitely surprising, and I and find it interesting. The thing why it they... is, like, Cena is going the Dave Batista wrote like, oh, hundred percent. Christina is in the Suicide Squad. I just keep forgetting he is. Yeah, I don't. I'm looking forward to it because HBO Max took over Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. um, and they never finished it because COVID hit right around when they were filming the uh, um last episode so they couldn't film the finale and it's definitely the 
biggest case of blue balls I've ever had. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, dude, HBO is throwing money unlimited. I mean, they can <laughs> they can do whatever they want. That is, that is accurate. Uh, but yeah, otherwise... <laughs> the first comment in the variety comment section, no one wants this. Their <laughs> name, no one W wants this. <laughs> it's funny as hell. So he wants it. Okay, uh, uh, so other things as we jump into the video game side of news. Uh, Tribeca Film Festival has officially added a video game selection. Which I find interesting because like it's not even like they rebrand themselves as a festival for media they're still calling themselves tribeca film festival i think yeah i mean tribeca games has an advisory board that includes uh jeff keely hideo kojima uh nia da costa who i don't know uh sam lake john Favreau, which i've always heard he's a big video game guy um, uh, Nia da Costa is from Candyman, so not a games. So that's true, and so is John Favreau. It's obviously not games, but at least John Favreau, I've definitely heard tied to games and media before. Like, I've, I have heard that connection in the past. Oh, God, they've got Bing Gordon from EA on here. And then Kiki Wolkloff, who Wolf was kill. who was part of the. Dude, how do you screw up the coolest last name on here? <laughs> so, like. This list I find interesting in a lot of ways. Well, here's the thing that doesn't surprise me, right? Like, okay, Keeley's tied to it. Of course, Keely is going to be tied The reason Keeley doesn't offend me is I wouldn't be shocked behind the scenes he had something to do with it. Yeah. Because he probably has has connections in both the film side and the game side. I don't know how connected to film, but he definitely has... He has a ways of... Getting mm-hmm. connected for sure, and then Kojima, I think, actually makes sense on a board because he's very into film, and obviously, it's another one where at least you could see kind of the cross there. That's well, and he and, yeah. he and Keely, I guess that was the reason I was wasn't surprised. Yeah. But I'm he saying putting Kojima, tight putting Kojima on a board, if I'm going to have developers on there, I think makes a lot of sense. Especially this would it be a category that's for more story heavy games. Kojima makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess that, the reason I, I wouldn't want him on the board of this is he deserves the first, like, five years of awards. And this is going to be the problem, is what you do. Yeah. I agree with you, that's a problem. And, like, I don't know how to solve that problem, but... I mean, because Tribeca isn't, like... They don't care about best actor. It's best film in a section. Mm-hmm. And best overall... So, you know, that's where Kojima thrives. If you single out a section of his game, they aren't that good. Mm-hmm. Like, hot take, but even David Hayter's Snake isn't that good. I don't think he's bad. Like, he's got no, he's got memorable lines and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like he's some great amazing performance you know he's not uh, Ashley shit what's her last name from uh, Ashley Johnson from Last of Us Mm -hmm. 
you know, but you put everything together and Kojima's games are just crazy enough that they're awesome. Yeah, no, 100%. And everything Uh, he makes is totally for like, you know, if you've never seen a film festival movie, they are some wacky ass shit. (laughs) Accurate as fuck. And so it's like Hideo Kojima has made, he's made games for film festivals. Oh, 100%. He is the film kid with a budget. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's take your pick. I mean, that is Sam Lake. <laughs> Sam Lake, that's, you know, uh, Woody Allen became that. Um, mentioning his name would probably get me canceled, but one of the, uh, the man that kickstarted the Me Too movement. Was that um, which 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 is, which is yeah I'm not even going there but yeah well okay I can mention his first name because there is a dealership in the <laughs> Sarasota area in Florida it is Harvey Lexus he is the kid that the car took Lexus out Harvey is the guy that is film kid with a budget yeah no I understand. Uh, so speaking of budgets that you don't need, AJ, uh, let's jump to the news story where you get to roast people for about five minutes. Uh, so Xbox Series X, which I don't know if we've talked about, uh, announced a while ago they had a little expandable drive akin to like for external storage of an external hard drive. Well, did they we now know until recently? Cost. Did they even announce what it was? Like, yeah, it was always so just what... this expansion slot. They never said we it knew was ex- we knew it was storage. I think that's all we knew. We didn't know what that meant. Um. We now know what it is. Uh, it is a one terabyte expandable storage that you can buy for $220. Making a Series S, which is basically the one. a 1S, cost uh, the exact same as a Series X. Yeah. And okay, you'll have half a terabyte more storage, but you won't be able to take advantage of anything. Mm-hmm. And okay, like surface level, the the optics of their chart that they release mm-hmm. of can you use USB storage or so basically you can it's just slower, but it was an atrocious chart. Uh, well, you won't be able to use um, USB storage once games are series exclusive. Okay, because. You know, these games, which, good on them, right? These games are being built for SSDs mm-hmm. and that speed, which, you know, the USB 3 can't support. So, optics of it look terrible. Oh, a thousand percent. But, I mean, okay, if this... You know, this is obviously coming out. You know, if there are enough whales that go out and buy this because, you know, they're Xbox fanboys and they need to have everything Xbox. If they go out, if enough people go out and buy these expandable storage things, Mm -hmm. even Sony has said, look, the cost of these will go down. Oh, like they will go down. It's just the immediacy of it. Yeah. It's also... 
these are the only things using this NVMe for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once PCs start using it and, you know, once there's a larger uh, base for the tech that they're using in these consoles, you know, you'll probably see this terabyte thing drop to 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, to make it even worse, there are only going to be certified Xbox ones. Mm-hmm. So you won't be able to just go out and get a terabyte NVMe 4 for 50 bucks off eBay. Mm-hmm. You'll have to get the Xbox certified Seagate or Western Digital or whoever um, mm-hmm. ones. So, yeah. Uh, a terabyte SSD in a PC is 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really want to experience Xbox games with an SSD and just don't want to spend that much money, build a PC because, you know, I am... My main rig, the rig that I'm recording on right now, is all SSDs. Mm-hmm. It's, um, what, like five or six terabytes of SSDs. And, you know, everything loads super fast. I don't have to wait on anything, you know. I'm having games just create loading screens. Because everything's loading, like, what we were playing Warzone a couple months ago and in the pregame lobby like I had landed and was farting around killing people you still hadn't loaded and granted you were playing on console right mm-hmm. and you still hadn't loaded until we were dropping to start the match like, so if you want to experience mm-hmm. the speed, you can do it on a computer. It existed for a while. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun, though, to see the PC ports of games because they're not really going to be that much of a port now. Um, Take advantage of SSDs. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Uh, otherwise, the biggest story, as I was saying, is is uh for sure woke up monday morning drinking my coffee uh bloomberg reports microsoft bought zenimax media for 7.5 billion dollars in cash not stock not overtime pure hard cash um aj is there a simplest thing to say that this is the most important purchase microsoft has made from video game space ever um like this this makes Minecraft look cute. Importance? Mm. It is it's the one of the big they bought the like fourth biggest publisher. I don't know, like from their point of view, still like the acquisition of a bunch of the behind the scenes stuff is definitely bigger. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, but this is massive. It's only massive because of the amount. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's look at what Zenimax has coming out. Like, the only thing they have out right now is Elder Scrolls Online. So that's true. But let's look at some of the IPs in there that they at least are touching relatively frequently. Dishonored. They'll probably go back to it at some point. I don't know. I heard. I didn't hear great things coming out of two. Okay, I heard great things. I didn't hear good sales. Well, that's what I mean. Like, okay, uh, Doom. There will be more Doom. There will be more Wolfenstein. Yeah. We know that they literally announced there was more Wolfenstein. I know, there but after be... three, like, what do you do after three? Then I don't know. That franchise uh, is on the cooler for a while. So, like, but otherwise, studio wise, obviously, Tangle Gameworks is interesting there. Um, Arcane. What's interesting though is Bethesda has two PS5 console exclusives that Microsoft has announced are staying PS5 console exclusives because they're kind of contractual game. That was three. Uh, it was two, I think. Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo, and then didn't they have that? It's the shit. No, there was something else that I thought was. I think it's just two. I think it's just those two. Maybe that's those the, the two, two that are. Oh, uh, I'm looking at it right now. It says Deathloop and Ghost of Tokyo. That's all. Yeah. Um, and I, then I could have sworn there was a third. Maybe it was something else that they had mm-hmm. recently purchased. And then, like, long term, obviously, you'll have, like, Elder Scrolls and Starfield, which I know you don't care about, but those will be sales. Like, that's, that's sellers. Yeah. So that's what's interesting about it. Um, Obviously, everything will now launch on Game Pass, which is going to... Game Pass now is, like, a powerhouse. I, I just don't see how that thing doesn't just skyrocket. In price. They announced Game Pass subscribers have jumped 50% in the last three months, I think. It was went from 10 million to 15 million monthly users. Yeah. So. I like, I don't know. Do we say in, you know, uh, October 21, so a year from now, is Game Pass still 15 bucks? I think yes, because Microsoft will make a point of doing that as long as they humanly can. I think it might be the only thing available is how they cut their bottom end. Well, so, okay, like, um, you know, uh, Starfield. Microsoft is going to make that an exclusive. You think so? He said, they, this is every game's case by case. So Why I, else I think would you pay seven and a half billion dollars that is accurate you're going to make these games exclusive mm-hmm. starfield's gonna cost what another 15 to 20 million dollars to make i was, I was saying 100 but okay well on top of what they've already put in yeah probably that's actually probably a good number then um maybe a little more but yeah maybe 30 maybe and you're giving it away for effectively free. Effectively, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously there's more, but yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. Well, this is a first-party studio on Game Pass. Like, they're not cutting a deal for every download. Like, uh, My understanding, though, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Game Pass DLC is not free. Right. The DLC so, like, isn't included, but... No, no, but like that's, I'm not saying that's a lot of money, but there, that is some back-end money that now changes some equations there yeah but i still don't like 
that's going to be a tough, like Microsoft, you know, top level Microsoft, not Xbox, not, you know, Microsoft games, Microsoft corporation. That is a tough sell. Like, Hey, this game's got, you know, well, and also they probably, they had to have, they took on the debt that Bethesda had mm-hmm. to make stuff. They had to have. So, you know, you want to hear in it for a hundred million dollars. So you want to hear two interesting fun facts though? Uh, first one is this is Microsoft's first Japanese first party studio ever in oh, what Tango. Tango game work. Yeah. And then the other interesting fact is, so they now own Obsidian and In Exile. Which, so basically, they own the akin to that old Black Isle team, because, like, that literally what it was, was in Exile, was, like, relics of that, and so was Obsidian. And I think Brian Fargo found both of them? Or something else? It's, like, literally, and also the other obvious joke is now, Microsoft owns Fallout and Obsidian, so you know what everyone's asking for. Yeah, everybody's asking for uh, New Vegas, too. And, like, even if it's not New Vegas, too, let Obsidian make Fallout now. I think, like, let Obsidian do it. Yeah. Like, I think the honest answer is take Fallout out of the Tales of the Game series and put it at Obsidian. And give them an actual budget. Yeah. So, okay, there. That's another... That's a $100 million game. Like... But, like, I how think... How are they, that, you know... I don't know. Microsoft, it's, it's Microsoft Corporation can't just, like... Because guess what? $100 million games add up quick. <laughs> Especially you now have like twenty first party studios. Well, and now that you have Wolfenstein, Doom, like uh Skyrim or Elder Scrolls Six, that's gonna be a two hundred million dollar game easy. Mm-hmm. Starfield, which will be a hundred million dollar game by the time that comes out. And you've got Game Pass, which is fifteen bucks. Yes, it looks like an amazing deal. But I don't know how long that's going to last. Mm-hmm. Unless what they do is like they sell you shells of games and effectively force DLC. Yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's, that's kind of how they do it with Forza right now. Like you, uh, Ace Forza is out on Game Pass. But then, you know, if you want any of the cars, basically, like, unless you're going to spend the time to grind, and then you can only grind so far Mm -hmm. until you run into, oh, well, this is a car pack. This is a car pack. This is the Hot Wheels car pack. This is, you know, oh, I've done everything for... Shit, what was the uh, UK Horizon Festival? Done everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I want to check out um, Treasure Island or whatever they called it. Or I want to check out um, Lego World. Like, that's all DLC. So, you know, they're going to get the money there, I guess. But also, it takes money to make those DLCs, so... Are they banking on players mm-hmm. cranking into the DLC? 
Which maybe. Yeah. I mean, I could see Doom doing it, like. Mm-hmm. Doom would make sense. Skins or. I was thinking you do bad arenas. Yeah, just whatever you know. Doom has got a path for free-to-play style DLC, which is what this is effectively going to become. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Wolfenstein doesn't really have a. I mean, I guess originally, but they haven't in a very long while had a history of multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Uh, and then the final news story, which came out of nowhere, is uh, Amazon uh, just took Google, whatever it's called, something or another, Stadia. and what, took Google Stadia and just like um, kindly took in the other room and pulled the shotgun on it. It, uh, I'm going to make a great pun here. Um, it took it behind the uh, woodshed out in the lumber yard. And <laughs> That's it. a good one. So the, the reason we're saying that, it's not because I know if it works. Actually, this is why I'm saying it. Uh, so Stadia costs money, and you have to buy games. And it's not even 4K. They just announced the introductory price is $6, 4K, 60 FPS, and um, it includes all the games. Luna Plus channel game. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Like, um, Luna Plus channel games. So, mm-hmm. is there a Luna standard? That would be free, or discounted. Uh, not not sure. But the whole point, though, is like, this is what Stadia should have been. The controller is going to be 50 bucks during the early access period. Also, the controller looks fine. It looks like an Xbox controller. No, it looks like a Switch Pro controller. Actually, you know, it kind of does. Um, but the point more is like... Yeah. Yeah. Because again, the issue with Stadia is it's not that it doesn't work. It's the cost makes no sense. But here's the thing, right? Like, this is what Google has done forever, right? They get into a market and kind of take the hit up front. And then Amazon shows up. And then somebody shows up and perfects mm-hmm. it. And then Google backs out and they're like, well, okay. Uh, guess what? You spent, you know, 5 billion on Stadia. Oh, Google or uh, YouTube just brought in $10 billion. You know, Google can make these mistakes or take these hits. And guess what? Everybody's going to use Google. Mm-hmm. Everybody searches with Google. Everybody uses YouTube. Like YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, Pornhub's actually in the top 10. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Um... Well, like this, you know, the controller is the Stadia tech. Like, it's Wi-Fi controllers. Mm-hmm. So, directly to the cloud to effortlessly control your game featuring a multiple antenna design that prioritizes uninterrupted Wi-Fi for lower latency gaming. In fact, testing showed a reduction in round-trip latency when playing Luna with Cloud Direct versus Bluetooth with reductions of between 17 to 30 milliseconds. That's pretty good. That's good, but also, like, you know, 
what is the the server delay going to be like okay you reduced the time 30 milliseconds but if you know the server to tv delay is 35 milliseconds and then the refresh rate on the tv is 10 milliseconds that's 45 milliseconds mm-hmm. you will eventually reach a point where you know your controller is faster than what you're seeing on the screen mm-hmm. so no, that, that's that the only cool. worry of these wi-fi controllers yeah. Um, otherwise, I think that's all the news I had. Uh, games uh, we're watching out for as this episode premieres uh, is Crash 4 comes out the day this does. Uh, besides that, you have Watch Dogs Legion comes out on the 29th. You have Demon Souls and Miles Morales and AC Valhalla, which are all launch games for the PS4 and Valhalla, obviously Xbox also, on November 10th. And then on November 19th, we finally get... Cyberpunk 2077, but I believe that is only the current gen version, and we don't have a date on the next gen version of that game. Well, don't worry, your uh, next gen console won't be in until the beginning of the next year anyway, because <laughs> everyone's delaying them. Yep. Oh, shipping! A- everybody thought the PS5 pre-order <laughs> was bullshit. Apparently, the Xbox, no, Xbox was, was hella worse. <laughs> yeah, apparently Xbox tried to make it sound better. They said times, but then no one listened to the times. Well, and from this, like, you know, Xbox was, they jumped on the, you know, the the bashing of PlayStation a little bit and was like, you know, hey, we're going to do this right. And then from everything that I heard, like, at least some people were able to get PS5s. Yeah, I think people got them. The Xbox, it seemed like it went straight to scalpers. <laughs> Yeah, because the time, and no, apparently there's no catch on anything, so apparently bots would have picked it up, too. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean, not, yeah, not, like, physical people scalping, but scalper bot. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, okay, so now we have to have a discussion we, on air. Uh, what are we doing with Movie Club since, uh, oh, fuck uh shit out. is hitting the fan again? Um, is well, okay. anything coming out? No, uh, we we could all see New Mutants if we all want to die together. <laughs> I'm good. That's what I thought. Uh, there's nothing in theaters. There is. Oh boy, Swamp Thing as a top pick. Um, I'm curious. Like, so they've got some stuff from the DC universe instead of here on IMDb. Mm-hmm. I wonder how quickly that's going to switch over to HBO Max. Oh, 100%. That was one of the things I didn't pull was they announced all movies are going to HBO. Everything not comics is going to HBO Max. They're literally only comics yeah. are staying on, on whatever they branded it as. Let's see. Universe? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. We've got... Apparently a new American Pie movie. Is it on demand? Um, let's see. American Pie presents Girls Rules. <laughs> Sorry, Madison Pettis, Lizzie Broadway, and Natasha Benham. No. Those are not names that mean anything to me. Um, also, real curious, how the hell do you make a American Pie in current culture? I have no clue. 
These are these are legitimate questions, AJ. Uh, I'm not seeing anything about release other than the release date. Okay, so do we just say no movie club this month and we're just going to run an extra interview show and then we'll hope next month there's stuff coming out? We'll figure something out. Okay. We're going to stay with that, people. Uh, nothing you have to watch this month, unless I tell you otherwise. Um, yeah. So that is everything that means for... Oh, here we go. Let's see. Upcoming this releases month? for Cote d'Ivoire. Oh, no. The Ivory Coast. Uh, this is a really blank page. <laughs> Shocking. Okay, here. Let's let's have some fun. So this is the upcoming releases for con- by country. Give me a country. Uh, Germany. Uh, you've got Warning 3, Misbehavior, Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Um, Infant Jim Button and the Wild 13, God, You're Such a Prick. Uh, Caretakers, which is from 2018. Um, Astronaut from 2019. Kajillionaire is coming out on the 22nd. Um, all right, next country. And they've got some, like, um, they've got American got Samoa listed as a separate country. They have Antarctica. Uh, I got, I have one, Beirut. Beirut? Beirut. That's a city, isn't it? Uh, it's not a country? Beirut is a city, as far as I know. No. Uh, Israel. There's probably nothing this weekend, seeing as how it's Yom Kippur, but... Oh, that was last weekend. Uh, it's this weekend. I thought, this. I thought it was last. Cause I thought OBG died during Yom Kippur or some shit. No, it was the... There's like multiple. Because uh, oh, B&H, B&H is closed this weekend. Because of it. Uh, nothing for Israel. What is Jersey? That's a country. Um, What do you think is being released on... Bird Island and McDonald Islands. I have no clue. Nothing. <laughs> okay, this never, rarely, sometimes, always. Uh, oh, yeah, this was a... Uh, I want to say it was a Tribeca pick. Speaking of Tribeca. Um, and it didn't release widely in the States. Never bad, rarely slow, sometimes heart-wrenching, always great. God, you're such a prick. That is... Is this? I don't know any... This is a European movie if I've ever seen one. Yep, it was a German movie. It's produced by Cactus Films, RTL, UFA. Hey, I don't know, RTL is the German. RT is the uh, Russian one. Well, on that note, I think is when we're going to call it here. Uh, thank you everyone for joining us for this month. Uh, we will be back uh, probably with an F1 show and interview or something coming up next week, Ben. Uh, yeah, yeah we, remember, we get to talk about the uh, Tuscan Grand Prix and the Ooh. shit show that was there, as well as the uh, parent shit show in Russia. Nice. Uh, remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Mikey underscore Maroney. Follow AJ at AJ underscore Losi. Follow the show at the SWW Show. Remember, Catch me at GDEX sometime during the weekend of October.
October 10th, uh, Times TBD, once they are posted. And I believe that is everything. So we'll catch you guys next time. This episode is partially brought to you by the Humble Choice Program. Did you know Humble Bundle has a great monthly subscription service that lets you get a ton of video games every single month? That's right, from plans range from $5 to 20 bucks a month, you get a hold of a bunch of free games they have available to you. And you can use our code down in the description below to go and sign up. It would help our podcast and help you see what great games are available for you this month. This podcast was a production of The SWW Show. To learn more, go to theswwshow.com. Remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at the SWW Show. You can follow me at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow AJ at Lossibor. Remember, new episodes premiere on Friday, 9 a.m. Central Time on anchor.fm slash SWW and podcast services around the globe.